Hey, it's Zach here, and super quick before we dive into the show. If you haven't already, I want to make sure that you have subscribed to my free weekly Case of the Mondays newsletter, because it is where I share my best advice, strategies, and mindsets to help you design a creative career that you absolutely love showing up for every Monday morning. When you sign up, I'll even send you a bonus five-day email course to help you clarify and prioritize the next small steps in your unique path to success. To sign up, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash newsletter. All right, on to today's episode. My name is Zach Arnold, and I'm a former Hollywood film and television editor turned career strategist and the creator of Optimize Yourself, where I help artists, creatives, and storytellers just like you design the more balanced, more sustainable, and more fulfilling creative career that you deserve. In a nutshell, I'm Tim Ferriss meets Ted Lasso, minus the mustache, because I am obsessed with both learning everything I can about optimizing human potential while also inspiring you to realize yours. If you are ready to step outside your comfort zone, let's dive right in and unlock the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I share honest and candid conversations with best-selling authors, world-class athletes, Hollywood legends, elite experts in a variety of fields, as well as everyday people that are achieving extraordinary things. It means the world to me that with all the podcast choices out there, you have chosen to invest your valuable time, energy, and attention with me. Now, before we get started, don't forget to visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast so you can subscribe, leave a review, and so you can also download your unique customized podcast playlist where I'm gonna send you the five best expert interviews from our archives to help you achieve your specific goals. So on that note, without further ado, let's get right to today's guest. With health and, more importantly, maintaining strong immune systems at the forefront of everybody's mind these days, we are all looking for simple ways to boost our immunity and increase our energy levels. And whether you're unemployed, working from home, or back at the office, or just trying to juggle homeschooling the kids while maintaining your own sanity, frankly, the thought of implementing healthier nutrition and fitness habits right now, well, that's daunting at best, and let's be honest, horrifying at worst. But luckily, today's guest is here to simplify this process for all of us, no matter where you might need the most support. Darren Olin, aka The Superfood Hunter, is the co-star of the hit Netflix docuseries Down to Earth alongside Zac Efron. Darren has traveled the globe for decades, studying food and nutrition, and he is known for uncovering some of the healthiest superfoods known to man. He's also a supplements formulator. He's the creator of Shakeology, which many of you might know is my go-to meal when I'm short on time, but I'm unwilling to sacrifice on nutrition. And he's also the author of the New York Times bestseller, Super Life, The Five Fixes That Will Keep You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. And on top of all of that, he is also responsible for discovering what has become my favorite brain food snack, the Baruka's Nut. This nut is kind of like a supercharged peanut, but it has less fat, it has less calories, and it's what I often refer to as my brainstorming nut, because every time I need something crunchy to get my brain going again in the afternoons, this is my go-to snack. And I guarantee they definitely beat a bowl of M&Ms when it comes to your creativity. If you are looking to learn about what simple yet profound steps you can take to either get started with your wellness journey or take it to a completely different level. Darren is a wealth of knowledge on both nutrition and health, and he graciously provides an abundance of his advice and tips on how all of us can stay active, be creative, and keep our bodies fueled with the best food possible. All right, without further ado, my conversation with superfood hunter Darren Olin. 
I'm here today with Darren O'Lean, who is a superfood hunter, and he's actually been dubbed the Indiana Jones of superfoods. And if you're thinking, what the hell does any of that even mean? Don't worry, we're definitely going to get into it further. Uh, Darren is also the author of the book, Super Life, The Five Fixes That Will Keep You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. He's also the formulator of my favorite go-to meal replacement supplement, Shakeology, which I've talked about ad nauseum for years and years and years. And even though, Darren, you didn't specifically mention this in your bio, I want to make it very clear that you are just kind of an all-around badass. So I'm very excited we are finally able to make this happen today. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I appreciate uh, everything you said, and I look forward to a, a cool conversation. Yeah, this this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I've known about you for years. Um, I've been in the, the Tony Horton camp, which is kind of our mutual connection and how we were able to make this happen today. Been a Shakeology user, I think probably since, I don't know, 2012, 2013. Um, I've talked about it a fair amount on the, the podcast in the past, talked about it on the blog. But where we really got introduced in person was you were speaking at one of Tony Horton's Paragon events last fall. And I feel pretty good about what I've learned about diet and nutrition and kind of going to the next level of biohacking. But when you started to speak, it was basically 90 minutes of my jaw dropping continuously being like, oh my God, there's a whole nother level to the way that we look at health and nutrition and supplementation and even water. Oh, for the love of God, if you open my eyes about water. So what I really want to get into today, there's really only two areas that I want to focus on. Otherwise, you and I are going to be talking for like eight hours. Um, and I want to be respectful of your time, but I could seriously do this for eight hours. That's how excited I am about all this. But I really want to talk about nutrition and I want to talk about water because these are the things that we have the most control over, which is, uh, I'm sure you've heard Tony say this a hundred different times. There's two things in life that we can control, how much we move and what we put in our mouths. And I want to focus on what we're putting in our mouths, but not so much how it affects just health and longevity and all these statistics, but more for my audience really understanding how are the things that I'm eating and drinking affecting my performance pretty much in the moment, whether it's I feel on point and I've got great cognitive function and I'm creative or I'm lethargic all the time and I'm just, I've got headaches and I can't focus and I'm tired. A lot of this is affected by the choices that we make and what we consume, either food or drink. So that's really what I want to get into. But really the first question that I have for you. I would love to know if you were at a party or you're at a family event where people really don't know who you are and they have no context, how in the world do you describe to people what you actually do for a living? <laughs> well, I do I do use that opening tag that <clears throat> that was given to me. Really, I think it came from a Business Week article almost a decade ago. This guy came and kind of shadowed me around from Business Week and and then he came out with the article and half the time you don't know what the hell these guys are going to say or talk about. And then he coined this term, the superfood hunter. And uh, so that's usually what I throw out. It's kind of funny because I wouldn't have given myself that title for sure. But, but since it's kind of stuck, it's, it's something to, when I say it, uh, people are instantly curious about it because they've never heard it before. So that usually invokes an interesting conversation about what that is. And then I say things like, well, I run around the planet, um, been to 40 plus countries uh, looking for herbs, nuts, botanicals, superfoods that, that ultimately have been used for thousands of years uh, and procure them in a fair traded way and, and 
sometimes collect them in the wild with the help of indigenous people. Um, at the same time, the ethno side of things where we understand culture and the people, uh, I try to bring those botanicals out to people in a way that they're processed so that they they keep the compounds and the active constituents that are the most important so that they activate that which supports the body. And so that's, I mean, that's not the opening line, but that's usually the conversation as it dives into that rabbit hole where it's usually, I just go find the greatest plants in the world and get them out to people because usually along the way, people process it incorrectly. They don't take care of the environment correctly. They don't take care of the farmers and the, and the foragers correctly. And I just kind of made it my mission to get the greatest botanicals, do it correctly, and then get it so that people can benefit from these plant medicines. Um, because one of my arguments is that if you're learning about this stuff and you want your health and your energy and your vitality and your cognition and your even if you're aging and you want that to slow down, if you really want these botanicals and you're listening to the marketing of, of that, oftentimes these, these products don't equal um, that which the botanical actually is. Because along the way, it's been processed incorrectly, it's been grown incorrectly. And so that's usually where I just made my life that mission. So at that point, if someone's hung out in that conversation long enough, um, they quickly realize that, number one, they're really fascinated by it, or they, they just have no idea what the hell I just said. So uh, that's, that's usually, but, but, but again, my, my superfood hunting now is one pillar of what I do, and it's spawned into so many other things. Uh, as you know, the book I wrote, environmental things that I'm doing because I've been exposed to so many things as, as my travels have, have awarded me. So out of curiosity as a, a fellow Midwesterner, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin. I know that you grew up in Minnesota and I've heard you talking about just, you know, chucking the hay bales and like do, doing all the hard work that you do on a farm. Like uh, I think you and I had very, very similar childhoods and upbringings, which makes me number one, very much understand how you've become as successful as you have. But on the other hand, a part of me is wondering, how do you go from being in rural Minnesota as a farmer? It's not like you just were in high school and said, hmm, let me look at majors. Oh, superfood hunter. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to pursue. Like, how, well, what's the, the, not to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I'm very curious about people's origin stories and how you became this. So very briefly, how did you get to becoming who's not just a superfood hunter, but I think I'm pretty, pretty accurate in saying you're the superfood hunter. How does that happen based on where you grew up? Yeah, well, you know, you're right. I mean, I came from, you know, graduating class of 120 kids and, and um, my father actually was an ag professor at the University of Minnesota. And um, so he taught farmers business principles and economics and stuff like that. So, and then all my cousins were farmers and ranchers and cowboys and, you know, all of that stuff. So you're right that, that, that's in, that, that's in me, but I think through a series of events that I saw doors that opened. And, you know, as soon as I graduated high school, obviously I wanted to go to school and play football. So I, so I did that at a D3 school in, in, in Minnesota, uh, in Minneapolis. And so that big move from small town to Minneapolis was huge. 
and then it was the next series of events was I, I was starting fullback my sophomore year and got hurt. And that injury became a, one of the greatest opportunities of my life because I then, instead of being a victim to not being able to ever play again, I said, well, I've always loved this whole working out thing. I've loved the intricacy of the body and performance. Um, so I then changed my major, uh, changed schools and started studying physiology, nutrition, kinesiology, all of these things. And then that turned on this infinite curiosity about the body that, that, that clearly, even to this day, we are just barely understanding what the hell this miracle is that we're, we get to run around with in terms of a body and how it functions. And then, and then really the next one is as, as I graduated from college, I saw the door open there and I said, listen, I got to get out of this Minnesota thing. The day after graduation, I jumped on my, my motorcycle and rode to Boulder, Colorado. And then I apprenticed with the guy, uh, exercise physiologist, where I learned a lot of uh, rehabilitation uh, stuff, apprenticed with another doctor, learning more functional medicine stuff. And then along the way, I started formulating. And then I started seeing issues in the, in the industry, poor quality formulations. Inevitably, I started uh, formulating on my own. And then when I was doing that and then started to travel, uh, Beachbody uh, reached out to me and offered me this this position of of formulating this net what's now called shakeology and it was it was a no-brainer because uh, for me the artistry and the alchemy of putting botanicals together so they work in a symphony and a synergy was something that not only scientific but also just artistic uh, and creative um, so that that's the that's that's kind of how it, how it went and um, you know, and 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 the flower continues to unfold, if uh, if you were to call it that. And and so I just you know, you, again, I never set out to be that person. I was always keen on goals. So you know, we we can only know to the degree at which we can uh, perceive and receive. So I I set goals. I went through them. I got my degree. I moved to Colorado. I learned uh, and I got a degree in uh, master's in uh, psychology along the way too. So every goal I'd hit, it opened up another door of possibilities. And then that other world of possibilities, it would give me more information. So I, I would course correct then. And in that kind of evolution of course correcting, eventually I would lead to this passion of discovering plants and kind of rediscovering because I couldn't be so ego filled and bold saying I'm discovering them. It's really the, the revealing of them in a different sort of way and then being a catalyst so that they can kind of emerge in a, in a broader way so that people can benefit from. Them. So that's, that's kind of how it unfolded. Got it. So you're just as much like the, the Christopher Columbus of superfoods. <laughs> the, the, the rediscovery, right? Yeah, yeah. Christopher Columbus tried to tried to go to India, and he ended up in America. So I, I you know, I, I've also set out several times to to look at certain botanicals. I come back with you know a list of 
10 others. I had no idea they even existed. So that's kind of the, the humble journey of every trip I've taken. Like literally every trip I discover something new or something people don't know about or another way of doing something or processing something and, and, or utilization of something. So and that's that's the difference from me and other people, I think, is, is that I, I was very, and this is the Minnesota kid in me, is like, first off, I want to eyeball these people from around the world. I want to look at them. I want to meet them. I want to understand them. I want to understand how they're using these things. And for me, just sitting back and researching something is just boring as hell. But if I can make a greater relationship, now, when I look back and I research something, my motivation is infinitely greater because my motivation is if I do this thing, if I help this botanical, I know I'm helping this group of people and I know I'm helping this economy. And I know if we're doing this correctly, I'm helping the environment be more sustainable. And I also then know every future person that's consuming this product is also going to benefit. So it becomes this, this holism of how I go about stuff. And, and that to me is infinitely fulfilling. And then on the other side of it is after those people have consumed them, consume those things like Shakeology and like our new product, Baruchas, you, you see the benefit that people are getting. And also, gratefully so, I get to hear the benefit that those things have had on somebody. And that, that to me is like an artist hearing the effect that their music has had on somebody and that is that is i don't know what's more fulfilling in in someone's life knowing that you've had an impact on them uh through really the innocence of you following your your truth and honesty actually and and my truth and honesty was not to be a superfood hunter it was just that the idea that well this is how it should be done from my point of view i should go to those areas i should know these people and i should understand how they use these things and we should understand how to process things so that those beautiful amazing medicinal compounds can manifest in future bodies to the degree at which they've been written about and the science has been studied uh and that that really is the innocence of how this all, all kind of went down well for anybody that's listening right now that wonders why i've been recommending shakeology for years versus some other protein powder that's ten dollars less or has four grams more or less of this that or the other thing you just encapsulated all of it beautifully in that speech it's not just about the message. It's not just about the product. For me, it's so much more about the messenger. That's so important to me where it's coming from, knowing the people behind the products that I'm consuming. And it, at first it was a matter of, oh, well, Beachbody is a multi-level marketing company and they have a bunch of products. And oh, sure, this is just another one of those protein powders, right? Which I'm sure is how a lot of people would come to it. But as I learned more about what was in it, I did a ton of deep research, like paying for and reading these deep uh, reports on consumer labs and learning more about you. I'm like, whoa, there's nothing else on the market like this. And I want to make sure that people understand that where that comes from for me is much deeper from the heart and the lasting impact that it has rather than, well, it's by far the best, you know, consumer value or this or that or the other thing. First of all, the stuff tastes better than anything on the market. But secondly, I I 
know that the person behind it is a real person that has real objectives in making the world a better place. And to me, all those things are so important. And I say all those because I know that you're not going to market yourself. So I want to help do it for you because um, you, you, you strike me as being very humble. But I want to make sure people understand that that's why I make the choices that I do. And I very much appreciate all the work that you put into your products. And by the way, the Barucas, which we may talk about later. Oh, my God, they're the shit. I am so addicted. Best nuts ever. Oh my God, what a discovery. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's crazy. Those things. I have like four giant bags in my pantry because I have the subscription and the, it's what I call my uh, my brain food, my thinking food. So if I want to go into like creativity mode and I want to brainstorm, I've always kind of needed a, a little bit of a crunch, like just gnashing the, the jaw, working through the ideas in my head and like, all right, I need to come up with the next great brainstorm. Where's my bag of Barucas? Um, so we can go into those a little bit uh, more later, but I really want to kind of start from the beginning of the conversation because I don't have a ton of biohackers and people that are looking to maximize the antioxidant or adaptogen potential of Moringa, so to speak. The people listening are like, uh, what? So where I want to start instead is thinking more about the following phrase that I extracted from your book, which I think perfectly encapsulates the conversation that I want to have today. If an alien came from another planet and they observed how we manage our nutritional lives, he would come to one obvious conclusion. A lot of humans have no interest in being healthy. How, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, it's insane, actually. Um, I think, you know, there's so many different ways to answer that. Number one is humbly, I don't know. And number two if I can try to answer that, it would be slowly giving over our instincts uh, and being manipulated by other mechanisms. And, you know, some of those early, you know, marketing and going emoting marketing, which is marketing goes after your emotions, you know, get this and, and this will make you better than you are now kind of thing that slowly can manipulate us, especially when pro said pro products are not aligned with the actual marketing and truth. And, and th that's the thing. I've never marketed anything. I'm just sharing the truth. And if I'm marketing something, I'm not sharing something that I'm truthful in. <laughs> so that's my point of view. And, and so I think that, you know, our modern day world is pretty gnarly. And over time, we've kind of run into this term that I use quite frequently now more than ever. It's called fatal conveniences. And we've slowly de-stressed our lives in the, far from our ancestors. So we don't create enough stress in our bodies, but we have allowed modern day stress to overtake us. So there's different types of stress. There's, there's this chronic um, emotional, mental, financial relationship, try to make money, uh, don't lose your money, all these different types of stresses. Plus, there's, there's air stress now. There's pollution all over in our air. There's water stress with pharmaceutical drugs and PCBs and chlorine and, and reactive compounds in our water. There's, there's, uh, and there's food stress, glyphosate, been sprayed on our food for for the last 50 years so so we're getting all this other types of stress so it's affecting our our body but at the same time we're de-stressing ourselves in not a good way so 
our bodies are keeping the same temperatures in every environment. We go into our car, we put the heater on, we're going to our house, we put that heater on, then we're that's why kind of this other biohacking side, which is which is not biohacking, it's just going back to nature. There's there's you know increasing articles of like, hey, get your ass in the sun, get your vitamin D, put your feet on the ground and create a grounding effect and a uh, helping the circadian rhythm. Uh, look at look at the early light uh, when you wake up outside without glasses on, without sun sunglasses, um, so that your circadian rhythms can can turn on and so that you can have more energy throughout the day. And so there, there's, there's many, many reasons that we've deconstructed our natural life and reconstructed a modern day life that has made us so bloody lazy that it's gotten us so off track to our instincts. And, and also from a food selection standpoint, we're just manipulated like crazy through our senses of sugar, salt, fat, um, smells, olfactory, our olfactory, our nose is one of the most powerful ways to manipulate us. But also that's, we're the only mammal on the planet that doesn't food select without using, using our nose. So we really should select our food through our nose. And that means smelling your food in the natural state. Not not after you've blended it or cooked it or all that stuff. That's that's already uh, processed, manipulated in some way, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But in terms of food selecting, your body will instinctually start telling you what foods your body needs at any given time. Um, and there's a lot of research around that. So, uh, and then we've gotten into all kinds of upper respiratory breathing instead of diaphragmatic and and uh, mouth breathing. Uh, mouth breathing is very stressful on us and it doesn't allow us to shift into parasympathetic nervous system and allows us to stay in that sympathetic stress state. So there's, there's a zillion, these are, these are every statement I just made are, are a zillion rabbit holes. So how we got here, it's all of that plus a hundred thousand other things that have deconstructed that which is our nature. And so this kind of new wave called biohacking is it just, I mean, aside from all the weird supplements and weird that people do on the fringe of all this stuff, it's really very basic. Um, you know, my book is basic eating. And it's funny that you use that quote because it's so simple in terms of um, if we went back to the instincts, if I were to ask that said alien that came down, if I were to ask all of your listeners right now, what do you think really is, would be good for you to eat? What actually do you believe would be good for you to drink? What actually do you believe would be good for you to sleep like? What do you think your life would be better by doing more of? Do you think that your body would like to move? Do you think your body would like to stretch and not sit in a chair all day? Do you think your body would like to get out during the day rather than sit? And I realize not all people can, can have all of those choices at any given time, but you can make movements towards that. You can stand up partially. You can get a standing desk, get air purifiers. You can uh, walk outside for a conference call. You know, there's, there's things that people can do who are working every day inside 
that can start moving them into a healthier state. Drink better water, you can eat better food that, that are structured better for your body to give your body more intimate uh, and effective energy. So, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of foundational things that people can do just to get back to foundational principles of their life. Because if, if, if you don't, you 100% will be the victim of you not making those choices. So the choices that you're making of not doing anything, you are becoming the victim of your future very powerfully. And that degeneration of you is going to be a compounding effect. And you will wake up one day and go, why can't I see my feet? Why don't I have energy? Why does my back and my neck hurt all the time? Uh, why do I have all these medications? Why is my LDL so raised? Why don't I have any energy whatsoever? You know, and this whole list goes on. But these things, 99% of the issues that most people, most normal people are complaining of, they absolutely can start taking the steps out of those things and create huge effect in their lives for the better. My sincerest apologies for the interruption, but if you're a creative professional who spends long hours at your workstation, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life. Because working with a topo mat underneath you at a height adjustable workstation is a game changer. Let's learn a little bit more from Ergo Driven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins, creator of the Topo Mat. The Topo Mat is the first anti-fatigue mat designed specifically for standing desks. The real benefit of a standing desk is movement. We found bringing in this cushioned terrain under your feet, your brain just subconsciously engages and you wander around and you get that movement at the standing desk that you need without even having to think about it at all. People will come to me at an event or a panel and they'll say, I got the topo mat because of you. Even when they had a mat, once they used this one, it was a total game changer. We've just heard time and time again that with topo, we've kind of hit the sweet spot that it's the right premium quality materials and a right shape that people are actually getting benefit out of this stuff. You spend more time here than anywhere if you do creative work the way that I do. So I would rather be driving around in a Ferrari than a Ford Pinto. And I feel like this is the Ferrari of the standing mat. One of the things you don't realize is that at a standing desk, your main interface to the world, your body's main interface to the world is the ground. If you're gonna invest in anything at that Ferrari level, it should be what you're standing on. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself, that's stuck in front of a computer for inordinate amounts of time of their waking life, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. I like it. That's a utopian vision I can get on board with. If you're a creative professional looking for a simple and affordable way to stay active, energetic, and focused while spending long hours at your height adjustable workstation, I can't stress enough how important it is to have the right mat underneath you, which is why I continue to share the Topo Mat as my number one product recommendation. To learn more about the Topo Mat and purchase yours, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. Yeah, but you know, if, if I'm just you know, getting old, isn't that just kind of the normal stuff? Like, it just seems like everybody I know is going through it. So it's just part of getting old, isn't it? Yeah. And, the, and many people from our part of the world will accelerate that 
that conversation. I, I've heard people 35 years ago, years old saying, well, you know, I'm getting old. And <clears throat> here's the thing. And I won't even open up the world of consciousness as it relates to your points of view about yourself uh, affecting your biology, your chemistry, your quantum reality, your atoms, your molecular metabolism, like all of your thought patterns are intimately connected to all of that. Um, so your belief systems are affecting your biology. So if you believe that, you're, you'll just accelerate that system as opposed to saying, well, listen, I have a body. It's not necessarily me. Me is beyond that um, without getting too metaphysical. But the truth is that you are a steward of this body. So there's a, so being a steward, if I was that alien coming down and I get to experience this life through this body, then wouldn't I, just like as, as I'm staring out at my car and it's a little dirty and, and I think it needs an oil change, you're not just going to drive your car into, into the ditch when it runs out of everything. It's, it's this whole idea that we have somehow treated our things just greater than the thing that we have uh, the most intimate connection to, and that is our body. So we have lost the ability, we have lost the need we, until we are at this ultimate end where we are diabetic and potentially having to lose digits and limbs and, and or we've generated chronic cancers or chronic pain and we wait until this area where it's inevitable that we have to do something about it. And that is, do you want to accelerate your ability to age or do you want to thwart your aging process to stay young intimately longer? And the longevity research that's going on right now is astonishing. The telomerase and the telomeres, the mitochondrial uh, research, the stem cell research, I've studied stem cells for four and a half years, our ability to turn on natural healing mechanisms is, is number one through lifestyle. You can, by lowering the amount of caffeine you have every day, uh, increases your totipotent stem cells ability to repair your body intimately. You don't have to know what these totipotent stem cells are. We can't, we don't need to nerd out about that, but that's what the research says. If you lower your alcohol consumption, you allow your body to repair intimately a lot more effectively. So, or you can just ignore, ignore all of that. You can wake up, slam your coffee, uh, drink to go to sleep every night. You can eat whatever you want and fast food, and you'll just accelerate the shit out of your biology because time is not the same as it relates to biology. You can slow things down and you can speed things up. Number one, time's an illusion, but then you can just pour gasoline on a fire and watch what the fire does. So, you know, no longer can we live in this world where I'm just going to do whatever I want. Great. You have consequences to that. You have then take responsibility for all of the pain that you'll be in in one year, hell, one month, hell, one day. I wake up in the morning, you know, the great, greatest thing I do to receive the, the energy that I get to start the day, and that's a liter 
of pure, clean, great uh, electrolyte filled water. And you know, the number one thing for uh, lack of energy is dehydration, right? So they, they've proven that kids not drinking water and going to school by them just drinking eight to 10 ounces of water before they go to school increases their test scores by up to 35%. Like just drinking water. But what did everyone do? They get into these habits of reaching for their damn coffee, which is, it's a liquid, but it's also a diuretic. So it's taking more water from your cells. So ultimately, you're creating a more and more deeply dehydrated state. You know, 7% of all Americans don't drink an ounce of water a day. And everyone complains. Everyone I know complains of lack of energy. And so most of us are walking around in a, in a severely dehydrated state. And at the core of every disease or dysfunction, it's dehydration. Dehydration also increases intimate inflammation because it's trying to protect itself from this dehydrated state. So, so there's a lot of things from a foundational place. If you implement them, you, you will be intimately and effectively and immediately improving your life. And who doesn't want to have energy and vitality and have a little greater outlook on their life? And it's not, you don't have to, be, you know, get a master's in nutrition. It's just basic principles. And then once you have more energy, then you go, oh, I feel great. It's a funny thing being human that we just get used to the state that we're in. And once you feel better, then you realize you were, you didn't feel that great before, but it's uh, so, so you get used to that state. But once you feel better, you're like, Holy, shit, I really feel good now. So I just want to implore people that if you, if you make a few corrections and you don't have to make them all at once, but even focusing on that hydration, man, your life can change within days. And that's basically an encapsulation of the last 10 years of my life and my life story in a nutshell is uh, speaking of water, just the, this idea of the frog being in boiling water, that uh, analogy now uh, you know debunked as a myth, but it's still a great analogy where you're just in the dark room all day long, you're working hard and you hit the brain fog in the afternoon. Well, pound a five hour energy or a Starbucks drink or whatever it is, just get through the day. I'll be healthy at hiatus and you feel all right, I guess, you know, it's not horrible. Like you don't feel like you're dying or anything, but it's not that great. But then all of a sudden something happens. And this happened to me where it was uh, via mental health that I had my awakening where I was dealing with severe depression and anxiety. Um, and I realized there has to be a better way to do this. And I started to go down the rabbit hole, took a lot of the wrong paths, took some of the right paths. But then the key was all of a sudden I felt really good for the first time since I ever remember. And I was like, wait a second, this is possible. I didn't know that I could even feel this way. And then when I started to slick backwards, like you just said, it was, wait, this is how I felt all the time. How was that acceptable? How did I allow that to happen? But when you're the frog in boiling water, metaphorically speaking, you don't really realize it until you've seen the other side. 
So I can very, very much relate to all of this. And what I love so much about your approach, and I think that why we gravitated uh, towards each other, or why I gravitated specifically to you anyway, is this idea of simplicity. I'm not really into all the deep, crazy biohacks and the next level stuff. I just want to know basic, simple stuff that I can do as an everyman that's trying to make a living and trying to do creative work. Like, where do I even start? And it really is a lot simpler than we think. And I want to continue to pull this thread that you started, which is water. Because water, I mean, is by far the easiest place, I think, for somebody to start. But it's also not as easy as you might think. And I was actually going to bring up the statistic that you had brought up about how 7% of people have no water at all. And it shocked me as I was working with people in my coaching and mentorship program, and we were working through their daily habits. And I would say, well, you know, how much water do you drink? Well, I don't really drink any water. No, but I mean, like, give me an, an idea of how many, like, is it one cup, two cups, three cups? I don't drink any water ever. And I was, was like, how is that even possible? Like, but then they go through and they say, oh, but I drink plenty of liquid. I've got the, the, the coffee, like you said, or, you know, sometimes I'll do Gatorade to get some extra energy or Snapple, um, you know, the five-hour energy. Sometimes it's soda if I really kind of need that extra kick. And, I mean, all that stuff is just basically destroying your ability to have any level of cognition or creativity whatsoever. Am I wrong? Yeah, 100%. I mean, your, 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 your central nervous system is, is well over 90% water. Um, obviously your body's, that's the last place it's going to take water from your body goes into a desert state and also shuts off your, your body's need for water telling you about it because all it knows is you don't have water in your environment. So therefore it has to keep you not thinking about that all the time so that you can function. Right. So, so your body gets used to this no water state and then it just sacrifices your mechanisms over time and and then obviously the the one of the obvious ones is just energy but then we're so used to not drinking water and perceiving that as energy we we reach for all of these these other things to give us that quick burst which which are also very stressful on the body. So it, it further stresses our body in a sympathetic kind of way. And, and, you know, then we walk around essentially with our adrenals shot and fried over a period of time. And then you inevitably are creating more and more diseased states and acidic forming conditions in your body and environments that invite manif and manifest uh, disease, bacteria, virus, uh, chronic problems. So you want to think of your your also your body as an environment. So you want to give space and cushion and flow and conduction. These are all aspects of water. Your cells, and we're talking cellular hydration. The the osmotic flow of water in and out of the state is also energy producing, and so that's 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 a very deep water hole. Uh, or a rabbit hole, water hole, <laughs> probably more effective. Um, but but just by now, they they know that just the the electrons and photons that pass through and the and the the the, the kind of these cells that the, the the cells that are constantly flowing, the electrolytes and the water going back and forth and the membranes that's actually producing and it's this 
whole other fourth phase of water, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, it's way too technical, but that they know that that is how the body produces energy on its own. And that's, we're not even, that's, that's way different than this normal metabolism of glycolysis, using sugar, using the fats, using the proteins, all of this stuff. We're literally talking on a cell, cell to cell basis that your body's producing energy that way. So imagine then that your body is mostly water and you're starving it of the nutrient that it needs the most of aside from breathing and oxygen and CO2 and nitrogen and all of those things that you're getting through respiration. But imagine you're then every day going, I'm just going to take the number one ingredient and just not consume it. It's the most insane thing ever. Like if there's one habit to implement, like you said, it's to increase your water, okay? And start your day. And some people, listen, some people who who are not used to it, they'll drink and they'll actually feel quite nauseous because your body is in this, this desert state. And so it's not used to receiving water, especially through this repetitive reach for the glass of coffee kind of thing. And so when you start, you don't want to just slam four, four liters of water. You want to, you know, maybe take a half a liter, start that process upon waking, and then, and then kind of in between meals, start to increase more water. And then over time, you'll crave water because your body will like, oh, cool. This is, a, this is an environment where there is a water available. So now I can implement that throughout my body and, and improve my mechanisms of water uh, use and, and your energy production. And more of that osmotic cell uh, exchange will increase on a cell-to-cell basis. And you have 70 trillion cells in your body. So imagine now you're giving your cells the, the proper hydration. And so now you've increased your energy production that, that much more. And so, um, I haven't, I mean, you might want to, I don't know if you're going to ask, but you know, there's many different, there, there's many ways to get the right kind of water. And that's an important aspect of it as well. Yes. That was the, the next uh, quote unquote watering hole that, uh, I didn't necessarily want to go down, but my next question that was right at the tip of my brain waiting for you to finish was, so any old liquid water should do then, right? And I know that that's Pandora's box with you. Like, oh my God, again, this alone could be an eight-part podcast just talking about water. Definitely don't have the time to do that. But I, at least I want to paint the picture for why there needs to be a much deeper thought process about the water. And this is actually the part of my journey where I am personally right now. Just yesterday, um, I did my yearly uh, physical and I have a functional medical doctor, which going back to this idea of how did we get here? Being a functional medical doctor is the worst business model ever because you keep people healthy. Like, how does that work? I told him, I said, this is such a bad business model. I show up once a year. I feel fantastic. You and I chat about life. And then I see you in 12 months. Um, so I, you know, obviously this whole idea of it's, it's a lot easier to keep people sick and give them medicine and market bad foods. Like, I think that kind of goes back to our earlier conversation of how did we get here? But one of the things that he said to me, he was looking at all my blood panels and I just turned 40 this year. He said, you realize you're reverse aging because every time you come in here, your panels are getting better and better and better. But there's one area that I want you to look at. This says that you're dehydrated. 
And I said, I don't understand how that's possible. I maybe have one cup of coffee a day at the most, one glass of wine on average every two to three weeks. I really don't drink alcohol at all. And I drink no other substances. And I have a constant never ending bottle of water next to my keyboard. And he said, yes, but according to the numbers, you have extracellular hydration, but the water isn't being absorbed into your cells. And I was like, uh, what now? So I was reading that as I was reading your chapter about water. And I thought, all right, I, I need to go a little bit deeper into this. So without going crazy, let's talk a little bit more about how important water is as a fuel to us, but we really shouldn't just assume anything in a bottle is going to do. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, it's a huge topic and it could be a, a week week-long course because anyone who's actually studied water realizes they know nothing about it because it's not just h2o there's many phases of it there's it it absorbs information it sends information it takes on uh energy it takes on information um and 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 it also does very many biological processes in the body chemical processes in the body is affected on the uh, molecular level and the quantum level, all of that stuff. But we're not going to get into all that, but I want to give a tiny bit of uh, overlay. But one of the things that people can do is stay away from plastic. That's neutering our society because the BPAs that they use in plastic production is a synthetic form of estrogen. Um, the more malleable plastic is, the more estrogen mimicking molecules of the BPA they use. So um, do not consume water through plastic. And if you have to, if you do, uh, make sure it's, it's labeled as BPA-free, especially as men. Uh, we're being castrated by, by these things. This is not a conspiracy thing. This is just legitimate science that is coming. The, the plastic itself is petroleum-based. I've also looked into, for the last year, I've looked into technology that breaks down plastic and puts it back into like usable fuel that you put in your car, right? So, so that, that's what we're, it's, it's petroleum, gasoline, paraffin, all of the stuff that make up plastic, we can put that back into our car. That is what your water is being carried around in. Please stay away from plastic. Create your own water. How do you do this? Some simple ways to do this. For a hundred bucks on Amazon, you can buy a countertop distiller. It distills water. What does it do? It vaporizes water, goes into its third state of vaporization, it recondenses, it doesn't allow for the particulates, the chemicals, the volatile compounds uh, that uh, show up in tap water. Um, many, 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 many bad things in tap water. It's convenient. Great. We've done a lot of stuff to, to allow us to turn a faucet on. I've been in many countries that, that don't have that luxury, but <clears throat> there's some uh, bad things in there. So you want to get that out. We need to deconstruct the water and then reconstruct it. Simple way, uh, countertop, distillation unit, and or uh, reverse osmosis. Reverse osmosis is a very small uh, angstrom size uh, membrane that these chemicals and these compounds cannot pass through, and therefore uh, eliminating this, the, uh, the total dissolved solids, creating it very close to that which is distilled. So these two 
technologies are very easy to use, but they're vacant of something incredibly necessary, and that is the right kind of electrolytes. So you do not want to drink these just after you filtered them. It's great for teas and stuff because they help pull out chelate, the teas and, and beverages and stuff like that. That's fine. But in terms of consuming just as water, you want to add uh, unrefined salt to it again. So like uh, my favorite is uh, a pinch of Himalayan crystal salt per glass and or a half a teaspoon per gallon of Himalayan salt. Um, now you've got electrolytes and we are conductive uh, 70 trillion batteries of cells. We need the electrolytes to pass that water. Going back to your question, we need the electrolytes in the proper size. This doesn't mean Gatorade works. I can manipulate water and put minerals in there, but those are the wrong size minerals. They do not allow for the osmotic flow between the, in the cell membrane. They're too big. So we need what's naturally in uh, naturally formed Himalayan salt and some unrefined sea salt is great uh, as well. And you add that to your water. Now you've electrolyzed your water. Uh, shake it up, filter it, add the thing, shake it up, give it some energy. And now you put it in a glass bottle, get a great glass bottle that you can carry around with you. If you're going to be gone all day, we'll get a big jug and bring it in with you. Don't worry about what people say. Um, this is your health. So that's an easy way to create the right kind of electrolytes, the clean, pure water, and then know that that water is most likely going to get into your cells. So that's an easy way to get into without getting, there's a bunch of energetics we can talk about, but that's, but that's the easy basic way for, for you to get cellularly hydrated. I have spent almost 10 years now raving about how much I love my topo mat, and I have finally discovered what I now consider the topo mat of desk chairs, the Core 360. The Core 360, spelled Q-O-R, is designed to keep me constantly moving while seated in an upright and balanced position. To learn more about how it works, let's hear from Core 360 founder, Dr. Turner Osler, about why he created the Core 360 active sitting chair. When you sit badly, you sit badly for many hours a day. And that's really what the problem is. It's very hard to make yourself get up and do jumping jacks every half hour. But if you just swap to a chair that requires you to be muscularly engaged in order not to fall off, it's an easy bar to clear. For the procrastinators out there who hear all of the statistics and know how bad sitting is and it's the new smoking and they're thinking, that's something I'll worry about in a few decades, you're gonna feel the effects of having more energy at two o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon that day. And that's the whole point. Your core muscles will be stronger. You'll have less back pain. All of this will make you more available for the rest of the pursuits of your life, your kids, your hobbies, your whatever. For those of us who need to practically live in front of computers to do our best creative work, the Core 360 is going to level up your game. Keep your body moving and keep the creativity flowing. To learn more and purchase what I consider to be the topo mat of desk chairs, please go to optimizeyourself.me slash core360. That's optimizeyourself.me slash QOR360.
Awesome. Well, I, th I think this is most likely the direction that I'm going to head towards, but uh, I want to play the devil's advocate for a second. And as somebody that has a master's in psychology, this will probably come as no surprise to you because one of the things I love about your approach is it's not just about the information. It's about how do I combine the information with an understanding of human psychology and how people approach things, how they build habits, not just from a logical perspective, but from an emotional perspective. My response, my initial response, and I'm assuming the initial response of many other people on the show is, that all sounds absolutely fantastic. Ain't got time for that. I'm not going to be distilling my own water in the morning and dealing with this or that or the other thing. So what I want to think about is how can I solve the problem with money? And the first thought, the easiest solution that uh, I had not really come up with, but the easiest solution to me when I first started thinking about, well, yeah, water is important to me. All right. Well, I'm going to buy a high quality refrigerator that has a great water filtration system. So what I want to do for you is read a little, uh, little excerpt from the product page of the filter that I'm using currently. This is the water I'm drinking. And I know you're just going to shake your head as I'm reading this. You're like, oh my God, what has he done? But I want you to tell me everything that's wrong with what I read to you and why I or other people shouldn't continue using this as an excuse for, oh yeah, well, it's fine. It's filtered. So I'm going to read this and then just uh, be be careful of the whiplash of the head nodding. <laughs> um, so the filtration process of the Samsung Aqua Pure Plus begins when water enters the filter from your refrigerator's water line. As water enters the filter, it flows through a carbon-filled chamber inside the filter. And this carbon-filled chamber captures impurities such as mold, rust, chlorine, cysts, and other minerals found in your home's tap water. The resulting effect is crystal clear water made readily available to your residents and the peace of mind of reduced health risks. Go to town. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there is a truth to carbon filtration and it's it's really important for those. So what they said was those things are fairly effective at getting out molds and cysts and some of the bigger particulates. So that's, that's a good thing for sure. But what it's not telling you is those smaller particulates in the water. Right. So, so like, for example, they did studies over a decade ago and they realized that what's very small is our modern day pharmaceutical drugs are now infiltrated our water systems. Right. So the very pharmaceutical drugs we've been taking and peeing out and flushing down the toilet for decades is now all over in our water systems. And, and these filters aren't even closely touching them. Not to mention the volatile compounds that are, are reacting from the chlorine that we're sending out, which they have to send chlorine out. It's the only way, the only effective way that you can uh, disinfect water on a massive scale because you don't know what down the It has to be strong enough so that it can, when it reaches somebody, that there's enough chlorine to kill said bacterias and viruses in someone's water system. But the problem is that there's volatility and reactions that are going on that people don't even know about. And, and we're consuming those, those experiments. So the carbon and all of that stuff is only getting out what it said it's getting out. But there's, there's an infinite amount of chemical compounds and reactions and pharmaceutical drugs that, that are not being addressed. So the total dissolved solid, which is called TDS, is still extremely high. And if you were to test, I've tested hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of water systems, not only in the United States, but around the world. 
And unless you get that total dissolved solid down to a zero to uh, five parts per million, you are dealing with compounds that you do not want to gamble with. And so if I were to test your filtered water, I guarantee you that um, based on my experience, you would be at least 200 to 300 parts per million of unknown particulates in that water. So again, you've got out some of the bigger ones. So you have to go to that next phase. The carbon's great. And then if you go reverse osmosis or distilled, now you're, now you're at that level. That's the only way at this point, unless you have your own spring and you're doing it uh, your way or you're ordering glass bottles from mountain spring water and it's all been tested. That's the only way you can do it. So then I should probably head out in my backyard in uh, urban Los Angeles and just make sure I don't have a, a spring back there, first of all. So that should be my first step. Yeah, but even that, you're because of the where you live, the runoff of our modern day world and the pollution, you're not going to have a spring that's clean. It's not going to be a clean aquifer underneath that ground because we, we have contaminated too much of it. I'm saying a spring, like I've seen a couple springs in my life that I would trust. And those are in, you know, in the reaches of New Zealand and also in the in the jungles of Brazil. So other than that, um, no one has a very few people have access to a clean spring. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be drinking from a, a spring in my backyard in the, with the ground in Los Angeles anytime soon. That's for sure. So if, if uh, knowing that I'm drinking half a gallon or more a day of water coming from that filtration system, knowing the, the basics of where that water is coming from, how it's getting to me in the filter that is going through, does it make sense to you why my doctor would say that according to my blood work, I'm dehydrated? 100%. So then if, let's say that I just said to myself, I don't want to have uh, an extra contraption in my kitchen. I don't want to have to put the distiller there or take the time every single day to run it for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Are there either other filtration systems where I would spend a significant amount more money or places where I can just buy the, the water and get it where I can eliminate the, the issue of time and habitually having to create my own high quality water source? Well, yeah, and under, under the counter RO system, with uh, multiple stage filters. I mean, you can get that installed by any plumber, no problem. And these things are quite cheap. They're a few hundred bucks. And uh, once that's set up, uh, you have a spout, it's coming out, boom, it's on demand all time. Add a little pinch of salt, keep the salt right next to it, and you're good. You don't have to worry about it. For, for, for the distiller, when I lost my house in the fire, I bought a distiller when I was staying at other places. All you do is it's on your countertop uh, the night before. You just fill it up, turn it on, you go to sleep. The next morning, you get a gallon of, of pure water in the morning. So it takes what? Uh, as long as it takes to fill up a gallon of water. So these things are minuscule in their time constraint. Like I said, if you want to you know, take the time and, and order... Uh, glass bottles, mountain spring water is good. Um, Essentia bottled water has a BPA free plastic, but again, it's plastic. So, you know, we have to eliminate the use of plastic period, but just be your own water source. These things are, these are easy, 
easy solutions. So assuming then that I figure out all of the machinations of making sure that I'm getting a clean water source that doesn't have all these uh, total dissolved, um, you know, dissolved particles and all these things in them, and I'm getting the the big stuff out, and I add a little bit of sea salt, and I know I have the water that my body truly craves for cellular function. How much am I actually supposed to be drinking per day? Because my God, you go on the internet and you put how much water to drink per day in Google, and your head will explode. Yeah, you know, you 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 want to target. You'll get a sense of it for yourself, but half an ounce per pound of body weight, half an ounce per pound of body weight is a great target. And then I'm probably on average consume about three and a half liters, you know, 200 pound male, three and a half liters, four liters a day. Which give or take is uh, about what, three quarters of a gallon, right? So it's not even a gallon of water, but it's more than a couple of cups. No, I mean, when you're, yeah, when you're, when you're at four liters, you're, you're, you're for sure a gallon of water. Yeah. So, and like I said, I'm doing at least half a gallon a day, but I'm clearly doing half a gallon a day with a lot of the wrong things that are prohibiting me from absorbing the the energy of the water. So, yeah. Um, this is this is literally my to do list as soon as we get off this show. Is I got to fix my water system. But it's powerful, and it's one of the most, you know, it's one of aside from breathing and and doing conscious breathing, it's 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 one of the greatest foundational principles you can implement, and will have a very significant. Uh, result in your life. So that's, that's incredibly important. And, you know, one habit that I say to people, just start your day with a, with a liter of water before you drink anything else. Upon waking, create your water, move up, get up to a liter of gallon. And then, then your body will really start to, to crave. And then that, then before your next meal by about a half an hour, drink some more. And then between another meal, drink some more Next thing you know, you're three liters in um, and your whole life has changed. So we've really gone down the, and I you, I love that you use this term going down the water hole, right? I know it was a, a mistake, but I think it's a, a funny, uh, funny idiom that you came up with. Um, and I had alluded to this idea that I wanted to get into food as well. And uh, I don't think we're going to even be able to scratch the surface of all the things that I would love to talk about as far as food, um, going into superfoods versus supplements versus organic, non-organic, fresh. Like there's so much stuff that you cover in your book that I think is absolutely vital, required reading for people that want to be able to decipher all of the marketing messages and all of the misinformation. I think you're a fantastic source for somebody that wants to learn more about that stuff. Not going to be able to cover it today. However, if we're going back to this, this person that's listening, that's saying, I just, I want to get started. And I now understand the importance of hydrating myself with the right kinds of fuel, meaning water, with whether it's just having more energy, having more cognitive ability, having more focus, that's the place to start. But knowing that diet is probably kind of a mess and somebody is spending a lot of late night edit sessions or creative sessions with pizza, with Red Bull, knowing that they're, they basically have an accelerated version of the standard American diet, where can somebody just start? Like what, what, what would be step one to start turning this around without feeling overwhelmed? I would just take one meal, choose one meal um, that you can focus your meal on plants and start exploring healthy ways and ways that are taste good for you and, and eliminate uh, meat, fish, dairy, and expose yourself to new, new different plant foods. And, and <clears throat> that can be soups. Soups are good, and like especially in this these winter months, um, a medley of 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 that. Um, it can be some tubers, some great 
sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. I, I, I'm not a carb phobic person. And they're also finding that, uh, with, with a peer reviewed research for actually back to a hundred years that insulin resistance is, is coming by way, even with diabetes, uh, is coming by way of saturated fat. Um, so, so carbs have gotten a really bad rap. Uh, they're reversing, uh, diabetes with, um, with carbohydrate diets. So that's a whole nother thing, which I probably shouldn't even brought up because it's such a big topic, but, and, and find ways to create a nice big salad with nuts and colors and nice clean dressings and stuff like that. And, and just, just try to, and if, it, if that's even a stretch, then, then just, you know, keep your meat or your whatever, or your dairy just to a bare minimum and include more, more plants involved. And, and there's plenty of, of recipes out there. And I have plenty on my website, superlife.com. So that, you know, just listen, if you, if you start with the water and if you start with one meal um, where you're focused on plants and, and, and then that's a great, great place. And then also you can play with the eating windows, right? So there, of course, the research on, on intermittent fasting and your eating windows is extremely important as well. And, and, and these are also old principles. I've gotten to explore some of the people in the blue zones who the longevity zones around the world in Sardinia. And, and it's really calorie restriction that is in turns on our energy systems and, and uh, just gives more vitality rather than eating these kind of American huge plates of things all the time. So, so make, making sure that also people who work, they usually, you know, they'll reach without drinking the water, they'll reach for the coffees and all of that stuff. And then they'll kind of not eat very nutrient dense foods during the day and then they'll come home and then slam so much food in at, at dinner time when that's your metabolism is at its slowest. So just keep in mind from a traditional Chinese medicine and an Ayurvedic system, the Indian Ayurvedic system, these are the two oldest ancient healing uh, systems in the world that they both agree that our metabolism, the time to eat the most is breakfast and lunch. And then if you, if you front load yourself, even if you, you, you're having your first meal at lunch, no big deal, but try to eat good quality food at that time so that you don't feel the body's kind of behind. And then you're slamming in all of this overeating at night, which can really disrupt your, um, your circadian rhythms and your ability to sleep. And, uh, and and mess up your digestive system. Well, uh, like I said, I want to be very respectful of your time. But the one thing that I want to add on to that is if somebody's looking for just the, the brain dead easiest way to get started, once again, I know you're not going to market yourself. But if somebody asks me that question, I point them in the direction of Shakeology, not because I'm going to get rich off of any kind of commissions or whatever, not a salesman for it, but just because the stuff works. Uh, and then the the new area that I would point them in the direction of immediately if they're looking for, I hate using the term quick fix, but kind of the the easiest solution to, to have a, a very palatable, but also very powerful uh, superfood, your Baruchas 
like I said, are ridiculous. So in, uh, you know, a, a super, super quick pitch, can you walk us through the tremendous benefit of this new nut that you've discovered? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first off, yes, dude, uh, Shakeology to get the nutrient density from some of the greatest botanicals around the world, adaptogens, helping with stress, prebiotics, probiotics, sy- systemic enzymes, um, and then a huge amount of, uh, plant compounds. That's just such a no brainer to include into your day. Um, because we've done the work for you. So that's, that's an easy thing for people to implement. I mean, my gosh, I spent uh, years putting that thing together um, and really decades traveling around the world. So, and then the nuts, I mean, this is, this is imagine that eating a nut that's giving you more nutrients than any nut that we've recorded to this day, that's blowing away every single nut that's been tested on every category. So we have, we're lower in fat, so we're lower in calories. We have uh, more antioxidants than any nut, hugely high in micronutrients, magnesium, potassium, copper, phosphorus, calcium, and then uh, a third more uh, fiber than any nut, which fiber we're all lacking. And then it tastes so freaking good. It tastes like a peanut, on steroids without all the aflatoxins. And then the other side of it that's very important to us and hopefully to you and your listeners is like, okay, so you get this deliciously tasting crunchy nut um, with all these nutrients that's benefiting your body. And at the same time, we're helping these indigenous people of a wild food. This is collected throughout the Sahadu of Brazil and it's collected in the wild by the indigenous people of the area. And for every five pounds we sell, we plant a Barrozeta tree that uh, produces these nuts in the wild to protect this area that's being destroyed faster than any landmass on the planet due to this very unsustainable animal agriculture. So, so this is a pillar in my career and my life right now that it means the most to me because we're able to do something really good while giving people this incredible experience and nutrient dense nut. So, so this is, this is the win, 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 win. Good for the people of the Sahadu, good for the Sahadu itself, good for the people that are consuming it. And, uh, and everybody wins, uh, on that whole journey. And most importantly, the person that wins the most is the one that eats it. Cause again, it's just so good. And all the things that you mentioned are all fantastic. If it tasted like shit, none of it would matter. And that's the yeah. problem with so many superfoods and formulas and green powders and all this stuff. Like I know it's good for me, but it's like licking the bottom of a shoe. So no, thank you. But Baruca's like, I, if I had a choice between a peanut and a Baruca nut, that's now my choice. And I used to use almonds, but almonds, uh, first of all, for people that don't know, yes, they're healthy, quote unquote, but if you eat them every day on a regular basis, they can have a lot of negative health effects. Number two, they're super high in calories. And number three, unless you get in like super flavored with all the good stuff, they're not that good. So they get really boring and Baruca's have none of those problems. And all, almonds are horrible for the environment too, because they're, they're uh, transplanted and 
they destroy bee populations because the bees need need to be transported to pollinate them, and they're 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 used the same amount of water that all of LA uses that we all drink every year. The almond industry uses every year for the almonds, so they just suck a huge amount of water in California, um, and obviously water is a precious commodity here. So there's no amount of you know, everyone here has worked hard for their money. And so when you get to have a pleomorphic good effect with the, with the use of your money by, by choosing to buy from a company that cares about the environment, cares about the people collecting it, and cares about you getting you an incredible nut from a third world country, then, then those are the types of scenarios we want to create so that people can benefit from this high nutrient net dense nut and also know that those dollars that they're spending and saying, yes, we want to buy this, that we are using that money to further uh, regenerate the planet in an area that that desperately needs it. Well, one of my missions that I'm going to take it upon myself is I'm going to try and replace every bowl sitting next to a keyboard that's filled with M&Ms and fill it with Barucas instead. It's a tall order. It's not going to be easy. Trust me. I've seen many a keyboard and many a bowl of M&Ms, but um, we're, we're going to see what I can do. That's going to be uh, one, of, one of my new missions here because, man, these things are so good. Um, so we haven't even gotten into words like organic and fresh and natural, like so many other things we could cover. I want to be respectful of your time, but I'm hoping that you enjoyed this enough that at some point I can invite you back for a part two, because boy, do we have a lot more that we could talk about that would be helpful to, to people all over. Um, so I'm hoping that at some point we can do a part two, but in the meantime, um, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your book, where they can find Barucas, all, all of the above. How can, uh, how can we hook them up? Yeah. So, uh, barucas.com. B-A-R-U-K-A-S, barucas.com. And then uh, Super Life Living on all my Instagrams and uh, uh, Facebooks. And then uh, superlife.com. Awesome. Well, I cannot tell you what a pleasure it has been to finally get this conversation on the record. I'm looking forward to making part two a reality sometime soon when your schedule allows. Um, but once again, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time and your expertise today. So thank you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you so much for investing both your time and energy listening to today's show. If you were inspired by this conversation, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice and most importantly, leave a review because that helps move the show to the top of iTunes and get our message out there to those who need it the most. Simply visit optimizeyourself.me slash subscribe to never miss another episode. Lastly, stay safe, healthy, sane, and most importantly, be well. One last thing before I lose you. If you haven't already, I want to make sure that you subscribe to my free weekly Case of the Mondays newsletter because it is where I share my best advice, strategies, and mindsets to help you design a creative career that you absolutely love showing up for every Monday morning. When you sign up, I'm even going to send you a bonus five-day email course to help you clarify and prioritize the next small steps in your unique path to success. To sign up, just visit optimizeyourself.me newsletter, and I will see you in your inbox.